Let us pray. Lord, Heavenly Father, uh, we, we, come here, uh, we come here to worship you uh, and praise you in, in love and joy. Uh, now may the, the words of my mouth and the meditations in my heart be pleasing to you. Uh, my rock, my, my redeemer, my savior, my almighty, my king, my lord. Where is the good news? It's really easy right now to find the bad. We're suffering through a pandemic that really nobody has an understanding of. We're being fed daily counts of more people getting sick, more people dying. We're seeing small businesses that are closing. We're seeing big businesses that are in large trouble. We're seeing hundreds of thousands of people losing their jobs. Uh, depression, addictions, suicides, they're all on the rise. We're having riots in the streets. Businesses are being ravaged. There is hate on all sides. Uh, there's, there's no such thing as civil political discourse, just more hate. Now, I can continue on with the, with the bad news, but, but I know you're getting it. I know you're getting it on your TV, on your radio, in your social media, on the Internet. For those of you that still read the newspaper in the newspaper, and, uh, you know, you don't have to, to go very far to get it. But how about, how about some good news? Let me ask you a question. If I told you that something really great was going to happen in your life tomorrow, would it make a difference in the way that you live today? You know, perhaps uh, you're going to inherit a great sum of money or... Uh, or maybe you're going to get promoted and promoted and you're going to become the president or CEO of, of the company that you, you work for. Or maybe you're going to lose all your excess weight or, or any blemishes that you might have. Or maybe you have a lingering illness or a very, very serious now illness that, that's going to go away. Or you're going to get some new amazing skill set and abilities that you never had. If you knew that was going to happen, would it affect how you live today? And I, and I kind of think the answer is, is yes. I kind of think so. It'd probably put you in a good, good frame of mind. It would probably get you where you're not as aggravated with all that's going around you. Uh, you, you probably not get as aggravated with the, with the people around you who are aggravating you so much. You'd probably start to live in a light of who you're going to be tomorrow. Now, Paul writes in our epistle lesson today, For I consider that the sufferings of the present time are not worth comparing with the glory that is to be revealed to us. In other words, look to the gain, look to the cross, and live triumphantly in it. Live a life with Jesus and receive the, the joy, 
the joy that you receive with him because of the peace that he gives you and the, the love, the love that he gives so we can love each other so much. And, you know, when it comes to suffering, and I know we're going through a whole lot right now, but, you know, Paul, Paul, he, he, he was a real good example of, of what suffering was about. I mean, he was imprisoned. He was beaten. He was flogged. He was robbed. He was starved. He was shipwrecked. The list of his sufferings go on and on. Yet through it and during it, his, his faith, his faith centered, centered on the cross, centered on Jesus Christ, just continued to grow and grow. He lived triumphantly through Christ. And that is the hope we're given in Romans 8. That in it we are freed of the bondage of the world and made whole through Jesus Christ. And that the Holy Spirit is here now to help us in our weakness. And he's here now to intercede for us according to God's will. That we have a glorious future to hope for, to look forward to. And that can make a difference in how we live our lives today. Thus, we can, we can live triumphantly. Now, does this negate our sufferings and our sorrow here on earth? Nah, but it does give us a direction to go, to go to the gospel, to put our eyes on the cross. In fact, the cross is our only path to victory. Now, going to the gospel in our times of suffering is a very amplified, greatly amplified version of going to the doctor if you're sick. If you go to the doctor and the doctor says, I need to do this surgery or I need to give you this medicine or I need, to, I need you to follow, uh, follow my, my advice and we don't, you're probably, you're probably gonna get worse. Well, now, if you don't lean on the promises of Jesus Christ in this time of, of sorrow and suffering and hate, then uh, you are going to get worse. But guess what? If you do, then we don't need to panic. We don't, we don't need to worry. We don't need to have fear. We just need to crawl into our, into our Father's lap and, and, and just open our hearts to the, his love and let him love us as he loves us so dearly. And he has overcome the world. He gives us this promise that none of what is going on right now is going to separate us from his love. If God is for us, who can be against us? Later on in Romans chapter 8, verse 35 Paul says, he promises that no one's going to get in between us. Who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Shall trouble or hardship or persecution or famine or nakedness or danger or sword? As it is written, for your sake we face death all day. 
we are considered as sheep to be slaughtered. No, in all these things, we are more than conqueror through him who loves us. For I am convinced that neither death, nor life, nor angels, nor demons, neither the present nor the future, or other powers, neither height or depth, nor anything else in all of creation can separate me from the love of Christ. That, through that, we can live triumphantly. So what are we going to do in this world of hate, sickness, suffering? You know, I, I don't think that Jesus wants us to get into the fray. I don't think he wants us to go and argue and fight and judge. In fact, when we go to our gospel lesson in the parable, when he talks about the seed, he talks about the, the good seed, the seed that is a, of his house. And then he, he talks about the, the bad seed, the seed, the, the seed that becomes the weeds, the seed the, the, of the evil one, of the devil. And he said, that seed and the good seed is going to get mingled together and it's going to grow together. And then there's going to be the time of harvest. And he says, he's got it taken care of. He's not asking us for any help. He's going to harvest the good seed. going to send his angels. He's going to take the good seed and harvest and bring into the eternal kingdom of heaven. And the bad seed, the bad seed will be thrown out into the the fiery furnace. The bad seed will uh, have eternal fire. But the good seed, he's taken care of. So he's not asking us to go judge and to go fight. He said, hey, I got that taken care of. So what's he asking us to do? Well, he makes it real simple. We are to live triumphantly through the cross. We have broken free from all that has held us down. Jesus simply asks us to love him with all our heart, mind, and soul, and to love our neighbors as ourselves. That means to choose to forgive. That means to decide to hold our tongue and to shine his light on all around us. It is that simple. We are his people. We are his church. And he shows us how to live triumphantly. Following Jesus' commands with the hope of his promises. Think about it. How it will work if we do. The political hate that's going on right now. That's just fueled and flamed and spewed on by the media more and more. What would happen if instead of getting into heated debate, that we would follow the cross? Love our God with all our heart. Love our neighbors as ourselves. And live triumphantly. How about the today's, right now's, to be or not to be question? You know the question. To mask or not to mask. 
what if we didn't get into heated debate on it, but instead decided to follow the cross, to love our God with all our heart, to love our neighbor as ourselves, and to live triumphantly? How about the, the huge separation and racial, racial strife that's going on right now? The, the black lives matter versus the blue lives matter versus all lives matter or do any lives matter. And yes, all lives do matter. And yes, we need to work on some things. But what if instead of getting into heated debate, we decided to follow the cross and love our God with all our heart and love our neighbors as ourselves, follow the cross and live triumphantly. Now I know this is asking a whole, whole lot. And I know that on our own, we're gonna fail at this. But guess what? The Holy Spirit has the power to catch us and hold us as long as we surrender to it. Can we? With Jesus' love, we can. If we surrender to his will and accept his promises, we can. If we, as we're in this world, are not of this world, but are of his world, we can. Perfectly? Nope. But that's where... The Holy Spirit intercedes on our behalf. We can live triumphantly if we follow the cross, if we yield to the work of the Holy Spirit, if we participate in the work of the Holy Spirit in this world, but not of this world. No matter how broken this world is, no matter how broken we are, the cross is still sufficient the cross is victorious and the way of the cross is the only path to victory so rejoice in it always live in the hope it gives us putting our faith into action now to live triumphantly let us pray heavenly father lord jesus uh holy spirit uh we surrender to you. We, uh, we praise you. We, we thank you for your love, for, for, for coming down in our sin and, and living with us, dying on the cross for us, rising again and, and taking away all our sin so we can have eternal life in your kingdom. Help us to learn to, to live triumphantly now in this, in this broken, shattered world. Help us to live triumphantly in your love, to share your love, to share your love with all those around us so the Holy Spirit can work in their lives too. Help us as we go forward. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.